0: Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we take a listen to the Bob Hope Show, sponsored by Pepsodent. Hope was a key figure in uh, radio in the uh, early to uh, mid-40s, particularly a very strong ratings leader. He was also a huge leader in performing for servicemen. And World War II, for many actors, it would be something they would do once in a lifetime. But they would stay away in peacetime or in less popular wars. Hope entertained troops from 1941 to '91, from World War II to the Gulf War. His show was kind of typical uh, radio variety, but was certainly welcomed by servicemen overseas. So we're going to go ahead and play an episode of the Bob Hope Show from January 5th, 1943 in Palm Springs, California.
1: For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. From the California desert for the men of the mechanized forces, the glider school and Camp Young, the Pepsodent Show starring Bob Hope.
2: Thank you so much. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Soldier on the Desert Hope telling you to always use Pepsodent. While you may get freckled or a beautiful tan, you'll never get heckled for what's in your pan. (laughs) Yes, sir, here I am in beautiful Palm Springs. This is where the California Chamber of Commerce takes pictures of the sun to put on Los Angeles greeting cards.
3: (laughs) You know, Palm
2: Springs used to be a, a great, uh, famous winter resort for people from Los Angeles, and a few of them tried to get here this year. All along the road through the desert, we passed the bleached bones of guys who only had A-cards.
3: <laughs> we, we
2: came down here by bus. It was a pretty bumpy trip, but after a while, we came to a smooth stretch of road, so the driver got out and put the tires on. <laughs> And we passed one farm And on account of the egg shortage There were three government officials Standing around a chicken They were They were waving An American flag at it And yelling Strain a little Matilda And when we got here A big uh, When we got here in Palm Springs A big crowd of soldiers Were at the station I got off the bus And started to make a speech Then Rita Hayworth Got off right behind me The doctor says He'll have most of the hobnails Out of my face by Thursday I want to tell you Palm Springs is really growing If it gets any bigger They may build a railroad line To connect the depot With the town <laughs> And some of the <laughs> We know don't we Some of the Hollywood starlets, Some of the Hollywood stylists Still come down And walk around the streets In shorts I wouldn't say These soldiers notice them But this is the only town in the country where the MPs have to wear rubber gloves so they can go around and push the private's eyes back in. (laughs) Skinny Ennis put on shorts the other day and went out and laid down in the sand. A vulture took a look at him then he flew home and said, warm up some sauerkraut, Margaret. I found some spare ribs.
3: (laughs) But I want
2: to tell you, the Army has really taken over around here. Every year, they used to elect the Miss Bathing Beauty of Palm Springs. This is the first season they ever held a contest to pick out Mr. Fatigue Suit in 1942. (laughs) The other night, I saw an officer in a club holding a martini in his right hand when a private passed by and saluted fast. They're still trying to get the olive out of the lieutenant's (laughs) eye. I went to a party here on New Year's Eve And I wore my tuxedo suit But I guess the pants were a little tight for me this year When I bent over the seam Started singing Praise the Lord And passed some stronger stitching
3: (laughs) Skinny was there
2: He went formal too He borrowed a full dress suit And it had very long tails The wind caught him And two hours later A lookout reported A black P-38 passing over Albuquerque It was a nice night, though. Some soldiers started flirting with my girl, and I was about to let him have it when I saw how big he was. So I let him have her instead.
3: <laughs>
2: but you should have seen how perfectly behaved the members of our armed forces were at that nightclub. A Marine was dancing with a girl, and a sailor stepped up and said, May I cut in? And the Marine stopped dancing, bowed low, and graciously click- clicked his heels against the sailor's head. <laughs>
1: This hasn't anything to do with the New Year's resolutions, and this hasn't anything to do with how I expect to be a better man this coming year. It has to do with Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrushes. They were great brushes in 1942, and they're even better now. So as long as I go right along using my Pepsodent toothbrush, I'm sure I'll be doing my teeth and smile the best favor possible. Because Pepsodent toothbrushes now have improved Fibrex bristles, sturdier, heavier Fibrex bristles in all 50 Tufts. That means greater cleansing power, just as Fibrex means gentler cleansing action. Pepsodent 50 Tuft toothbrushes feel better because 50 Tufts are set in one small compact head. They feel better because Vibrex is flexible but firm. And they clean better because no brush was ever designed with more thought to how well it gets into every area of the mouth and teeth. So. I won't beat around the brush. All I want to tell you is get a Pepsodent toothbrush. Use it regularly, and you'll come up smiling a bright smile all year long. Remember, 50 Tufts, the price is 50 cents.
2: Thank you, Wendell. And here's Francis Langford.
4: Speaking for the gang, I'd like to dedicate this number to a swell fellow we often poke fun at here on the program, but whom we all love, our own Bob Hope.
5: Constantly I look for you No day or two But constantly I close to me and it isn't magic and you do exist for after all I know when I've been kissed and you And that isn't magic And you do exist For after all I know when I've been killed And you were meant to be my heart's delight, not just tonight, but constantly.
2: Mrs. Langford singing constantly from Road to Something, I forget. Anyway, now I want to introduce that glamorous Columbia star, Miss Rita Hayworth. Right here.
4: Thank you, Bob, for that lovely introduction.
2: Well, how do you like this crowd of soldiers? What do you think of these soldiers here tonight, huh?
4: I think they're wonderful, Bob. I love soldiers. And I'd like to kiss every one of them as part of... My duty to my country.
2: Yeah, well, the entire audience will now rise and sing God Bless America,
3: right? (laughs) Well,
2: tell me, Rita, have they been keeping you busy?
4: Yes, Bob. I just finished a picture. You were never lovelier. What's that? You were never lovelier.
2: Well, I like the way you do your hair, too. (laughs)
4: Oh, that's the name of the picture, Bob. I made it with Fred Astaire, the great dancer.
2: Are you kidding? Well, I can dance just as good as Fred Astaire. Just watch this, Rita.
4: There.
3: <clears throat> <laughs>
4: Boy, will you be in a spot when television comes in? <laughs> Listen, you might as well face it, Bob... You know, you'll know, Esther. I've seen you at dances, and and you should really learn to dance correctly.
2: What for? I like my own method. It's less tiring.
4: (laughs) Well, maybe. But uh, I want to tell you very honestly. Girls feel a little silly on the floor, carrying you around piggyback.
2: (laughs) Well, for waltzes, I don't use the spurs. But anyway, I (laughs) can... You know, I can't understand what you see in Fred Astaire. How about me as your leading man in your next picture, Rita?
4: Oh, I'm sorry, Bob, but I like men that are daring and adventurous. Mm-hmm. Men that can duel with knives. What would you do if you had a knife in your hand?
2: i uh, get as much butter on it and I couldn't run like the devil. Just run!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have to get this butter off my
2: tongue while I'm there. <laughs> What's the matter? Don't you want a handsome leading man, Rita?
4: Well, Bob, you're quite good-looking, but you're not as handsome as some of the men I know. Is that right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. For instance, there's uh, Cary Grant. Really? He has a very attractive cleft at his chin.
2: Cleft, huh? Well, I'm glad I haven't got one. Why? You lose a lot of coffee down that groove.
4: (laughs) You know, you know, I really enjoyed the road to Morocco, Bob. Especially that scene where you turned into a monkey. (laughs) Yes, that was quite a transformation, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but I suppose now you're gradually going to get back to normal, aren't you?
2: (laughs) I don't know. The way I go for banana splits has got me worried here. (laughs) Get my delivery tonight. Isn't that a doll?
4: (laughs) (laughs) While I'm down here at uh, Palm Springs, I've been driving around the farms to see if I can pick up some butter and eggs to take home. You know, they're very scarce now
2: now. You're telling me I don't use butter at all anymore, Rita.
4: You don't? Well, what are you putting on your bread now?
2: Johnson's glow coat. (laughs) Are you listening, Fibber? But did
4: you manage to buy anything at the farms you went to? Well, I went to one farm this morning, and I met the cutest farm boy. As I pulled up in my car, he came out to the gate. You! Hello there. Oh, howdy, ma'am. Are you a gal from the city? Yes.
2: Well, my ma warned me about gals in the city. (laughs) She did. Yeah, but moin' around, so come on in.
3: (laughs)
4: You do- what are you doing there, milking that cow? Or- no,
2: ma'am, just taking off the Christmas bulbs.
3: <laughs>
4: what a ridiculous idea. You mean you had the cow decorated up for Christmas?
2: Yeah, but it didn't work out. Bossy's been giving milk when she ain't supposed to.
4: <laughs> well, what do you mean?
2: Well, every time the tinsel tickles her, she giggles two quarts. <laughs>
4: Are you the only one who works on this farm? Well, my Uncle Zeke used to work here, too. Poor Uncle Zeke. What happened to
3: your uncle?
2: All one day, got a Sears Roebuck catalog mixed up with a copy of Esquire and went crazy filling out order blanks. (laughs) Hey, ma'am. Ma'am, I don't suppose I should say this, but you got holes in the front of your shoes.
4: Oh, that's the style now. All girls have holes in the front of their shoes, just like mine.
2: Yeah, but if you ain't careful, them radishes will drop out. (laughs)
4: Goodness, I haven't met anyone like you since I saw Idiot's Delight.
3: Who was uh, it?
4: You know, you're kind of cute. I'll bet your parents were happy when you were born.
2: Born? What's that?
4: Oh, you know, that's when the stork brought you.
2: Oh, you can't kid me. No stork ever brought me. No? No, but my pa got me at a yearling sale.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I came down here to see if I could buy some eggs. How much are your eggs, Elmer?
2: Well, you know, there's quite a shortage of eggs, ma'am. There ain't none around, and chicken feed is higher now, so with the war and all, i got to charge more.
4: Well, how much are they?
2: Well, you better prepare yourself for a shock, ma'am.
3: What's the price?
2: Well, you can take them or leave them, but i got to get eight cents a dozen.
3: Well, I'll, I'll take them. Okay,
2: I can let you have a quart of eggs.
4: A quart of eggs? Yeah, I'm
2: speeding up the hands with music, and they don't have time to put the shells around them.
4: <laughs> Uh, I'd also like to buy some butter from you. Well, why don't you buy it in town? Well, you see, there's quite a... Uh, have you been in town lately?
2: Nope. None of us have been to town in over a year.
4: Fine. I'd like to buy ten pounds of butter. How much is it?
2: Two dollars a pound. We got a radio, you know.
3: <laughs>
4: Tell me, is it difficult working on the farm?
2: Oh, sometimes. I sure hope the milking goes all right today. Yesterday, I missed the pail with the last three squirts.
4: Oh. <laughs> Goodness. Did you get
2: any of it on you? Any of it on me, Shucks. I got a zoot suit with a cream seam.
4: <laughs> Say, I'll sell
2: you some milk and you can make your own butter.
4: Well, does your cow give much milk?
2: No, not anymore. Bossy knows all about rationing.
3: She does. Oh,
2: sure, I'll show you. I'll milk her again. Now watch. <laughs> moo. 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 No moo. <laughs> Our request, number was to make a lot of people happy. The professor himself singing "Conchita" and so forth and so forth. Lopez, come
3: on, Jerry
2: whack it He was a handsome young
6: Irish lad, and she was a Mexican beauty. It was fiesta, and I might add, romantically he was on a duty. A boy and a girl underneath the satarasa. I cannot tell it in the sick city for a while. His Irish heart went bingo when he saw the rose of Juarez. Conchita, Marquita, Dalita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, Lopez. Oh, you're a lovely thing, oh, for me there's but one girl he says. Conchita, Marquita, Dalita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, Lopez Mandolin began to play And her lips were there to kiss As they danced I heard him say New Jersey was never like this The bells began to ring off And they rode away on a mule to prove I'm not joking, if you're in Hoboken, drop in for a minute, and you'll meet Cachita, Marquita Lalita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, or two. Yes, she won her heart one night with the serenade beneath the moonlight. I couldn't take a step without looking back, but the chorus never failed me. Bella passione, bella passione. Who the zik-taka zubur-tucka Who the high in the ring Bella passione, tu me fai morire. Mandarines They began to play and to be, As the dance they heard them say New Jersey was never like this The bells began to ring all. And they rode away on a mule. To prove I'm not joking, if you're in Hoboken, drop in for a minute and you'll meet on Cheetah, Marquita, Lalita, Pepepe, Pepe, Caprita, Guarita!
2: Hey, Bob, have your
1: tonsils retreat. what do you say, Wendell? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I have an idea to popularize commercials. You know, make them interesting to everyone. You mean even to the
2: sponsor? Well, go ahead. <laughs> let's just step into
1: that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't have that bright smile you want just by wishing. It takes brushing. Brushing with a Pepsodin 50 Tough Toothbrush with Fibrex Bristles, the finest bristles DuPont makes. Mm, that ain't
3: hay. <laughs> <laughs> say that again, Bob.
1: These tufts are little bunches of bristles set in a toothbrush. They're mighty important. Mm -hmm. If they're too stiff, they jab and scratch your gums. They do. In a Pepsodent toothbrush, they're scientifically designed so that they reach all areas of the teeth. Well, you're swinging, huh? And because there are 50 of them, you can be sure of a better cleansing job.
2: Oh, this is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and Fibrex bristles are firm. They do the job, but they're gentle as... uh, As a pickpocket's touch. (laughs) Or sapphires touching the greens. <laughs> know. Well, no, seriously, they're so gentle that they're kind to tender guns. And what's more, they dry out quickly. They won't stay wet. Okay, now, Wendell, is that that new type of commercial you were talking about? Certainly. Now, tonight, while you have it in mind, go down to your store and ask for a Pepsodent toothbrush. Fifty tufts, fifty cents. There it is, Bud. Well, oh, wait a minute, Wendell. That's the same thing you say every time. It is? Well, sure, you can't tell
2: me. Well, I
3: don't
1: next week, I'll try again. <laughs> Once again, we present our weekly feature, Meet the Army. (laughs) Representing the soldiers here in the desert, we want to present. Private First Class Curtis Duggan reporting, sir.
2: Curtis, welcome to the show. How do you like being on the
7: Pepsodom program? Well, you know, Mr. Hope, this program is different from what I anticipated. When my commanding officer told me I was to appear on the radio, well, I expected some sort of seafood. You expected seafood? Yes, they told me I was going to appear on a clam bake with fish face.
2: <laughs> Please, that's no way to talk about skinny Ennis. Now, look, uh, <laughs> How you doing down here in the desert, huh? All kidding aside, Bob You should spend some
7: time out here in the desert for your health It's done wonders for me Well, you certainly look powerful, Curtis Well, see for yourself, Bob (laughs) Here, just feel my muscle I will
3: Boy,
2: is that steel Now you feel mine Boy, is that stale
3: (laughs) But I guess it's
7: pretty good for an old man like you Yes, boy, wait a minute Wait a minute, I'm not so old Just how old are you, Bob? My age happens to be a military secret Yes, I know, but
2: which war? (laughs) What gives you the idea that I'm old, Curtis? That gray hair That isn't gray I was doing the rumble with a tall girl who smokes white owls And the ashes fell in my hair (laughs) you attended the University of California. How long did you go there? Only a year, but after the war, I expect to go back for my diploma. Yeah, it's worth it. Uh, There's only one thing that stopped me from not finishing college. What was that? Not finishing high school. (laughs) The teachers got jealous of me because I was bigger than they were. Well, look who's here. Yes?
4: Aren't you going to introduce me to this handsome soldier?
2: Oh, yes, Rita. This is Private Curtis Duggan. Kirk, this is Rita
7: Hayworth. Gee, Miss Hayworth, this is almost a treat.
4: Well, uh, what do you mean, almost a treat?
7: Bob charged me 50 cents for the introduction.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, never mind, Curtis. Gee, I'm happy to know you. My, what beautiful reddish-gold hair you have.
7: Thank you, Miss Hayworth. My, what pretty blonde hair you have.
4: Oh, well, your hair is so much prettier. You know, when the light hits it just right, it it looks like uh, spun gold.
7: Oh, no, your hair is really prettier. It's so light, it looks like dancing sunshine. Anybody know where I can get a bottle of (laughs) proxide?
2: And that soldier calls himself a real redhead, real redhead. Every afternoon he goes out in the back of his tent and his top sergeant gives him a henna rinse.
3: (laughs) Quiet, Curly. <laughs>
7: and my hair isn't curly. I'm talking about your nose with.
3: I just. Oh, let
2: the line go. What do we care, Curly? Let's <laughs> not struggle. We're down here for a rest. Let's not worry about
3: it. <laughs> Want to cut
2: in?
4: Let's have. Yeah, now I just got to. Now, come, come, boy. Let's be friendly about this.
2: All right. Let's
7: be very friendly, Rita. <laughs> now... Now about going out with me tonight instead of Bob. I promised to show you just the same kind of time that Bob shows you when he
2: takes you out.
4: Oh, egad, no. I don't want to see the road to Morocco again. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. Say, Curtis, there's someone else in this show I'd like you to meet.
3: yoo everybody! Yeah, Miss Vera Vague!
2: Miss <laughs> Vague, here she is, Private Curtis Duggan. Miss Vera Vague. Take hands and come out fighting. Now you
8: are. (laughs) Oh, bye. Hello, soldier. I'm pleased to meet you.
2: Oh, the pleasure is all mine.
8: What did you say?
7: (laughs) I said the pleasure is all mine.
3: He's silly, isn't he? (laughs) You know,
7: Miss Vague, you're cute. Gee, I'll bet if you visited my camps, the soldiers there would kiss you and kiss you until you simply dropped dead
8: my only regret is I have but one life to give for my country. <laughs> you know, those words were first said by Nathan Hale.
2: Yes, you and your childhood memories.
8: Uh, 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 oh, you're such a dear boy. Uh, but at least you're a novelty out in this hot desert. They seldom see a drip. <laughs> Say, Curtis, I've been meaning to
2: ask you. You've got your Jeep outside. How about driving us all back to Hollywood, or do you have a meter on it, huh? (laughs) No, I don't, Bob. It's parked right outside the door. Come on, everybody. Here it is. Well, let's all get in. Curtis, you sit next to Miss Vague.
7: Me, sit next to Miss Vague?
2: Yeah, what's the matter?
7: Bob, I've been on KP all week. Do I have to get all the old potatoes?
8: i an old potato. Someday I may need a masher. <laughs> oh, come on, Bob. Come on, soldier. Let's all of us get in the front seat. Now, I'll squeeze in first.
3: Uh,
2: now, I'll squeeze in.
8: Now, I'll squeeze in.
2: Now, I'll squeeze in.
8: <laughs> oh, well, now I'll squeeze in again. <laughs> Leave here. The desert air is doing wonders for my skin.
2: Yes, Miss Big. Right now, your complexion is just as clear as a cup of GI coffee.
8: <laughs> Our own Bob Hope. <laughs> I um, I can't Constantly. see. Constantly. That's. I can't see how you can always say such horrible things about me when you have such a nicely shaped mouth. You know you have a Cupid's bow mouth.
2: Have I really? A Cupid's bow mouth? Yes,
8: your nose hangs over it like an arrow. I thought we were going to
4: cut that. Say, Bob, we can't leave without skinny Ennis.
2: That's right. We may need something to measure the gas in the tank. (laughs) Say, that reminds me. There's no more gas in this
4: Jeep. Well, I guess we'll have to take a taxi. Well, there's a cab. I'll get it.
6: Well, oh, we may as well whistle at each other. The soldiers got all the girls.
0: <laughs>
2: hey, uh, do you want to hire my taxi cab? Yes, Colona. We'd like to drive back to Hollywood in your taxicab. How are your tires?
6: How are my tires? Listen, hope my tires speak for themselves. Flabbermouths <laughs> out there.
4: <laughs> Hello, Professor. I'm
8: Rita Hayworth.
6: Ah, pleased to meet a lady like you, Miss Hayworth. Women are the greatest sunshine in men's lives. They brighten our lives with light.
8: <laughs> Professor, I'm Vera Vague. I'm a woman, too. Of
6: course, once in a while, we get stuck with a blackout. <laughs>
8: oh, Professor, you're so cute. Let me run my fingers through your mustache.
6: Okay, go ahead. That's it.
8: Woo! <laughs> ouch. <laughs>
6: You'd be surprised how many mice I catch that way.
3: Come on,
2: we're in the cab, Colona. Let's start, huh? Okay, here we go. Hey, Hope.
6: Hope, what's going on back there? You holding hands with Rita? No. You hugging Rita? No. You kissing Rita? No.
2: He's silly, isn't he? <laughs> Look out, there's a cop standing in the middle of the road telling you to stop. Don't be silly, Hope. That's a
6: gopher. I'll drive right over him. Colonna, that's a cop. That's a gopher.
2: Ah!
6: Ah! Big son of a gun, wasn't he? (laughs) Now I'll put out all the lights in the cab. Don't need that little light, you know.
8: Oh, somebody just kissed me. But there's somebody just kissed me again. They just kissed me again six times in a row. Well,
4: that's funny. Nobody kissed me.
6: Anybody know where I can get a Norton bomb sight?
3: <laughs> All oh, thanks for the memory. You boys
2: were front and young. For you we bust along. For you are the strings with which this nation's battle bow is strung. So thank you, saw you Tom, and thanks for the memory. You men with guns and tanks Who glorify the Yanks Our hearts beat out in time With every step within your ranks So thank you so much Say, we've had a grand time Down in here in the desert this week And next week we're going to be down there Near San Diego at Camp Pendleton For the Marines Good night, everybody! Good night!
1: This next Columbia picture is my client, Curly. Since the War Department does not endorse any product, this broadcast is not intended as an endorsement of our product by the War Department. Wendell <laughs> Niles speaking. This broadcast came to you from the California desert for the men of the Mechanized Forces, the Glider School, and Camp Young. This is the National Broadcasting Hub.
6: K-F-I, Los Angeles, Earl C. Anthony, Incorporated.
0: Welcome back. I love Jerry Colonna. Um, It was too bad he didn't get into the story, so to speak, until uh, four minutes in, but always a treat, plus he's also a pretty funny comic singer. And uh, the uh, improvised and rewritten uh, closing lyrics to Thanks to the Memories were Bob Hope uh, Hallmark. That actually uh, began in 1939 when he was doing some uh, performing for on a board a ship. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, GreatDetectives.net.